Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Infinity. This is a role-playing podcast in which the players enter a world of endless imagination and infinite possibilities. So what's the objective of this podcast? Well, I love video games and podcasts. So I thought, why not blend the two? Join in on the journey and enjoy the ride. Press start to begin. Hello, hello. Welcome players one and all. My name is Joy Infinity, and my pronouns are she and her. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing my blackness. Yes, me, Joy. I am of the black. Yes, I am African American. I am a black woman, and I'm proud of it. And how black am I? Oh, we're going to find out. I did 23andMe a few years back, and I have all the ancestry composition for people who assumed that I wasn't black in the first place, I broke it down. <laughs> well, my DNA broke it down. So I'm going to discuss that because it was something that I didn't have a few years ago. Now, if you haven't been subscribed to me on YouTube, then what you don't know is that I made a video entitled I is Black AF because my entire life, I feel like that my blackness has been challenged. So first of all, I did the 23andMe results just to prove to myself that I was black. I obviously know it. I see me. I look at me every day. I'm like, okay, I'm black, but I need to know that for sure. So Joy, 100% black, (laughs) but it was actually 87.6% sub-Saharan African. And I was like, oh, okay, only 87? (laughs) Parts of me thought I would be a little more blacker than that, but you know what? I'll take it. That's basically a B plus, right? That's fine. Most of it is West African, which, you know, I don't blame it because West Africa was definitely the region where slave trade and all that stuff happened. So it's going to be mixed with a lot of things. But the top percentage was Ghanaian, Liberian, and Sierra Leonean, which is at 32.7%. So I was like, okay, I like that. I respect that. I rock with that. And... 9.2% was the European. So I was like, oh, okay, yep, that's, that's where we got the the blending there. That's where I have my British last name. That's where I have my, no, I'm just kidding. I just know that, not about the last name part, but just about everything else about me. But I'm blackity, blackity, black. But then it was also cool because I also had East Asian and Native American which I was like, okay, you know how certain people are like, oh, well, I'm also Native American. I'm like, well, are you though? This one says I am 1.1% Native American. And it's like 0.7% Chinese and Southeast Asian. So I was like, okay, that that's, that's pretty good. And then at the end, the very bottom, it says your recent ancestry in the Americas. Caribbean guess what country? Jamaica. So I was like, I knew it. I've been said it. I've been told it. But it's cool to see that data be reflected back at me. Because I only know from what my grandmother, my mother, cousins, aunts, uncles have told me. But to see it in the proof of the DNA, it's like, okay, this this makes the sense. So like I said earlier, I is black AF. And I'm proud of it. I have two black parents and I'm saying black as a overall scope because I was born and raised in America and that's how I prefer to be called black. I'm not really so much into the whole African-American thing. I understand the term and if I have to be classified as that, that's fine. At this point in time, I would prefer to be called black. I enjoy being called black even though I know I'm brown. My skin color is actually caramel. To me, it's caramel, like milk chocolate. Anyway, we're going to get into a whole thing about skin. So we're just we're just not going to do that right now. But I'm proud to say that I have two black parents, both born and raised here as well. And I looked to them for how to be black. Not that I was taking notes 
back when I was a baby, but I only had them because I was around them all the time. So they were my first examples of being black. Obviously, I have my grandmother, my grandfather on both sides. But of course, I'm going to have my parents be the role models of who I am, what my ethnicity is, and who I'm going to be. So how did I discover that I was black? Well, to my knowledge, it wasn't pointed out to me. It was more so I saw my family and my friends and my classmates and people I went to church with. I just assumed we were all black. Like it wasn't anything new. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't something that I was like, oh my God, I'm black. Breakthrough. Nothing like that. So I just knew already based on everyone that was around me, people that I associated with, people that I was in school with, people that I played with after school. Everybody was black for the most part. Um, birthday parties, celebrations, barbecues, everybody there that I knew that I remember back in the day, they were black. So I was like, okay, that's not a problem. Who told me or showed me that I was black? So I didn't discover that I was black. I just associated with everyone around me that I was black. So there really wasn't an issue, but the person that showed me in terms of the importance of how black I was. That is because of my neighbor, Mr. Lewis. May he rest in peace. He was my next door neighbor. And he let me borrow the VHS box set of Roots. And if you haven't seen Roots on VHS, my God, go check that out. He sat me down and he said, Joy, I have this box set for you. And... I would like for you to watch it. Now I'm paraphrasing because it was so long ago that he did this. And, you know, he was a trusted neighbor and nothing was, I'm not trying to allude to anything inappropriate that happened, but he was a very kind man. He was a wonderful man. He treated my brother and I with so much respect. He was a great friend to my family and I miss him so much. And he's the one that said, Hey, Joy, I have this box set. It's called Roots. And I'm gonna need you to watch that. And I was like, okay. So I went home and I put in that box set and I felt so hurt. Not because I was told to watch it, but I believe I went home and showed my parents like, hey, look what Mr. Lewis let me borrow. And they were like, oh, okay. Mm, definitely take your time with that. Like, I, I don't know if my parents warned me about it but they were definitely like okay go ahead and watch it I don't know maybe my dad was like let me know what you think about it afterward but I remember watching it and feeling so hurt and that was the first time I believe I felt how truly black I was and how grateful I am to be alive in the time that I was in because ooh roots I don't know I, I just I know Roots had me heated. Roots had me so upset as a young child because to see the depiction of what happened to our ancestors, to Africans who became enslaved, it's not like they were slaves prior to being on the boat. They were free people. And to see a visual depiction of what happened specifically to Lamar Burton, shout out to Lamar Burton, how so many people were taken and beaten and, and battered and bruised and, and abused and so many things happen. And then they get here to this country and then it's, it never lets up. When the topic of slavery was ever brought up, it was usually through family. It wasn't really so much my friends and probably church, but we didn't touch upon it that much that I remember as a kid. But seeing it visually depicted... On my television screen, I just was overwhelmed with emotion. And I know for a good couple days, and I say couple as in literally two days, I was upset at white people. That was the most that I had. I was like, you know what? That's completely messed up. That happened. Oh my God. Wow. Like, I can't believe that that happened, but I know it did. And as a young girl, I was like, how can I even begin to understand how, why, when, what, who, just 
anger, pure anger. And I never felt that angry before as a young kid. But I was like, you know what? I'm glad I know about it now. I'm glad someone told me about it, sat me down, said, hey, watch this. I know it's not a factual story about specifically him, but just to have it visually depicted on screen, it was enough to have me relate to everything that happened. So yeah, I was mad. I was mad for two days. And then I came to the conclusion, you know what? I have classmates of different races. I have family friends who aren't black. I've experienced at my young age, so many different races and ethnicities. Obviously, it's not happening to me. No one's enslaving my family right now, like how it was in Roots. All right. I can let go in terms of the anger. In terms of the anger, I can let go. But I'm so glad that I'm aware of what happened and to visually understand what happened. My goodness. And then, of course, later on, my parents did take my brother and I to a lot of African-American museums. And then I was even more exposed to the violent, violent, atrocious demon acts that people would do to African-Americans, that would do to black people, that would do to so many others. And I, again, was like, I am so grateful to be alive right now in this country But I know I have to be aware because I am not safe. No one's safe. Me being a black woman, I am not safe. Me being a black woman who's educated, I am not safe. There is no one that's safe. And I had to go through that timeline, understanding that, realizing that there is no privilege for me. I'm blessed that my parents took me to a district where I can learn with other ethnicities I'm grateful that my parents put me in a charter school. I have a pace of higher learning in a way. It's not necessarily to say higher learning. I'm just really grateful for the middle school I went to. But to have been a black girl growing up in the 90s, to be exposed to what racism, sexism, slavery did for black people, I was just like, okay, I'm glad I know about it, but I'll be damned if it happens to me. I can't have this happen to me. I don't want it to happen to me. And this shouldn't be happening for anybody. It should never happen. And we need to stop. And if I ever grow up and become someone of influence somewhere, some way, I have to make a change. I have to talk about it. I have to be on the forefront of a movement somewhere because this injustice doesn't make sense. And I don't want to be a grown up still dealing with racism and sexism. It's ridiculous. So what was my first black adult breakthrough? I'm going to say that going to Afropunk for the first time was my black breakthrough. Not because I had some type of surreal moment there. Like I was, oh my God, black. It just was wonderful to go to a place where all types of blackness was celebrated. And that was the first time I was around so many people of every size, every shade, every ability, disability, able-bodied, all of that. Sexualities, not like there were orgies and stuff happening, to my knowledge, but going to Afropunk was like an awakening where I was like, wow, oh my god. I went there with my natural hair. I wore this flannel shirt that said, F everything that doesn't make me happy. Like it was so freeing to be at a place and to have so much music be available. There were stages on stages on stages. There was food, there was culture, there was snacks, there was booths. There was so many things that were celebrating being black. Not in the way that I've seen it depicted on TV or media because the media paints black culture as a monolith. It's just one thing. And if anything, black culture is the most stolen thing on this entire planet. There are people that make millions and millions of dollars off of black ideas and never give them credit. Hopefully this podcast isn't one of them. But I've lived my entire life where I've seen 
blackness depicted a certain way and then having blackness be depicted in other ways that were created from black people that I was like, oh, I need more of that culture. I need more of that point of view. I don't need blackness to be told back to me because everyone has a different form of it. Everyone has a way of being black. Everyone has a way of portraying their blackness and understanding their blackness and understanding other people's blackness. And it's not one thing. It's not one shade. It's not one way to be black. And that was something that I didn't really feel confident about until I went to Afropunk and I saw many, many forms of blackness. And for the first time in a while, I felt comfortable with myself because I was like, yes, Joy, you are black and you've been black this entire time. And for anyone who's ever said anything about you not being black or being less than, they are wrong. They were wrong the whole time. And you were right. And it didn't matter how long it took you to discover it or to feel comfortable with it or to understand it or to step into it. You have been there the whole time. So why do I love being black? Wow. This could turn into something where people would see, oh, this is black power, blah, blah, blah. This is black pride and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's not that. I'm not here depicting blackness as the supreme race. I'm not depicting blackness as better than anyone else. That is not the topic. That is not the reason why people are proud to be black in the first place. I'm proud to be black because it's the only way I know how to be. My blackness is unique to anyone else in this entire planet. Sure, there are tons of people that love anime, that love video games, that love reading manga, reading books, and computer and photography like obviously we have a lot of people in common who love the same things but there is no one in this planet that can be me that can be joy a black woman born in the 90s with two parents with a brother like there's nobody out there that can be me I just so happen to also be black like it's just amazing being black never took away from me Being black never diminished who I am. If anything, being black made me more relatable in general. And not even using blackness as some type of like calling card or bargaining chip. But I feel so proud to be black because it has been such a test. But also, I'm comfortable being black. And of course, people have that question of oh if you could choose your ethnicity what would you be honestly I'd be black all over again this journey was not made in vain I love being black I love my skin I love my height I love who I am I love what my family represents I love my grandmother I love where I've come from I love who I am I love everything that I could be I love everything that I'm going to be How has being black influenced my life? Well, physically, being black helped me, I would say, stand out in a crowd. It's not to say that my skin color or anything made me different from other kids, but I was one of the few black children in certain situations. And I don't think I got any handouts for being one of the few black kids in the classroom or in the district or whatever you want to call it. But I believe not so much being black, but my personality, hopefully my work that helped me. But physically being black, it felt good. Um, I do appreciate my genes that I got from my mother and father. There are times I look like my mother. There are times I look like my father. That's fine. I'm very blessed for the genes that I have. I appreciate where my family has come from so I can be who I am today. But physically, I feel like it's helped me a lot. Mentally, mentally being black, it definitely shifted my mind into being more of an empathetic person. Being black, I had to sit through so many lessons of other cultures, of other religions, go through so much oppression. And because being a black person in America had so much 
oppression in itself, I was able to have a sympathetic and empathetic mindset towards other people and towards my own people. Because being black wasn't easy, still isn't easy, depending on where you are, who you are, the type of background you have. However, I feel like it shaped me to be able to handle the world a lot better. I'm able to mentally accept certain things. And it also has helped me prepare to accept worse things. If something bad happens to somebody, I'm not like, I'm not as shocked. I'm more like, "Mm -hmm. okay, that happened. I know why. If it didn't happen that way, I'll be sort of surprised. But if it happens a certain way, I know why. It prepped me. Having a black mentality. My black mentality. Not no one else's black mentality. Just my own. I was able to handle things a lot better in the world. Emotionally, how has being black helped me? Emotionally, being a black woman, which is already two things in itself, being a woman is already tough. But being a black woman does tend to bring out a lot of emotions, especially when you are trying to depict yourself as someone that has emotions and the media is depicting you as someone who's angry, someone who's overly sensitive. And that's not even just from the media. That's honestly from the family first. The family can tell you, oh, you're you're acting crazy. Oh, you're acting dramatic. Are you doing this? You're doing that. I'm like, no, I just don't like how you treated me that day. I don't like what you said to me. I don't like how you compared me to so-and-so. So being emotionally in a black woman's body hasn't been that bad for me, but I was able to sift through my emotions, understanding if I'm acting rational, irrational, or is this just something that I feel as an injustice towards myself or just an injustice towards a lot of people. Emotionally being black, I feel like I had to develop a backbone. A backbone to handle a bunch of things. And this kind of ties in with mentally as well. Mentally and emotionally, I have to handle a lot of stuff. I'm expected to handle a lot of things. So if I don't, I had to realize that it was okay. That I'm not perfect. And black women can't handle everything on their own. We weren't supposed to. We've been depicted to do so. But that doesn't mean anything. Black women are not the strong tropes that people keep seeing on television, on media. We are just as human as everybody else. And that definitely affected me because I kept seeing those examples of quote unquote strong black women. And I was like, well, I'm not that. But that doesn't mean I'm not good enough. I just realized that we are all different people. We all handle emotions differently. And there's no way that if someone said something inappropriate to another black woman, that me and her are going to have the same effects, the same emotions, the same reactions. Doesn't make sense. So emotionally and mentally, those two things tie in. But those two things made me stronger as a person. Spiritually, how has being black helped me? Spiritually, I feel like I'm free. And not even in terms of religion, but I feel an optimistic spirit. Now, I don't know if that's because my name is Joy. I don't know if it's because I grew up with the parents that I did or despite the parents that I have. Like, I don't know what it is, but being a black woman made me feel more free. I can be accepted to do more things. And it just so happens that I am also a black woman. Spiritually, I feel like I could do a lot of things and I'm not as tied down because I don't fit the mold of how other people assume black women are. So me being a black woman, I feel like my spirit is free. It's not tied down and I can express myself with feeling, with attitude, with certainty, with confidence with all of those elements that make me who I am or who I could be or a better version of myself. And I feel like being a black woman definitely is the foundation of all of those things. And I'm very blessed to be black and I wouldn't have it any other way. And one important thing about being black 
is, of course, your skin color. And if you don't recognize your own skin color, in the course of your entire life as a black person, you will be commented on, on your skin forever. It never goes away. It's nothing that we can personally control. And that part is bothersome. Now, I know I'm blessed because I wasn't too light and I wasn't too dark. So I was right in the middle. I didn't have any issues in terms of my skin being a problem. Now, I've encountered other children from elementary school being taunted, teased, bullied for their skin tone, whether it's someone was too dark or somebody was too light. And it made me very scared about being a black girl because I knew that was an issue that people had no problem calling you out on. It's like, oh, hey, you're so-and-so, you're black, you're the black one, you blacky, or you're dark, dark, you you mega dark. Like, what? And then vice versa, if you're too light, it's like, oh, you think you white. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Oh, you light-skinned, blah, 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 you think you better. No. So for most of my life, I was never commented on about my skin color because I feel like I fit right in the middle. I'm not too dark, I'm not too light, I'm a pretty lightish brown color but not so much that I would pass for being light-skinned I'm not that dark where I would be called a darker skin colored black person so I've been right in the middle however because of how I've acted it seemed like oh I was trying to be uppity or try to be light-skinned and that that has happened to me a couple times and I'm like no I definitely don't think I'm light-skinned, dark-skinned, nothing. But I know from the course of my life, I've had those situations happen to me. And I grew to accept myself and the color of my skin, my melanin, to appreciate my melanin. To understand that my melanin makes me beautiful. My genes, thank God. My genetics make me beautiful as well. But appreciating the biggest organ of your body, your skin, and taking care of your skin... That helped me to love myself even more. And it didn't matter what people said about me or what they did to me. I know that I loved myself. I loved the skin I'm in. It's the only one you got. And I appreciated how my skin has loved me back in terms of making sure that I glowed, making sure that I'm protected from the rays of the sun. Um, And also shout out to Black Girl Sunscreen because that's also another thing. I'm not paid to say that. I'm not paid to say that. That is not an ad, but I used Black Girl Sunscreen recently, and if you didn't know that's a thing, that's totally a thing. Check it out, Target. Anyway, I love the skin that I'm in. I understand that it has open doors for me and that it has also closed doors for me, but these are things that I can't control, and I don't want to trade in my skin tone. I don't want to trade in my melanin for some opportunities. That'd be a a damn shame. And I would never want to do that. Now it's off to save the day. The advice part of this podcast. So now that we know who we are and where we stand, how do we prevail? First of all, let's talk about daily life. In terms of being black and understanding and accepting and loving my blackness personally, in your daily life, it helps to discover positive people in real life and on social media, to draw inspiration from. So, me being black by myself, I love me. I love me all the time. However, I didn't do that alone. It's not that I loved myself the whole time, but I had to draw inspiration from other people outside. I had to look at depictions of black women, beautiful black women, unique black women, black women that were doing things that maybe I wanted to try out one day or things I was like oh I didn't think a black woman was behind that or oh my god I can't believe a black girl did that like it was just so awesome to see depictions and real life black people doing things so I suggest to you if you're struggling with figuring out your own blackness to find out those role models those examples those positive role models that could be an inspiration to you to keep on going because like I said before being black is not a monolith 
everyone is capable of doing amazing things, no matter what your ethnicity is. But for me personally, that's what helped me in life. I looked out for different examples of black women because that's who I am. And I was like, well, who else is out there representing and doing the best that they can? And regardless of their ethnicity and their skin tone and their gender, they're just doing it because that's their life. So I suggest that for you as well, to look for examples in your daily life. Who do we protect? Now, this is very important. Being Black or just being any ethnicity in general has a lot of responsibilities, but I'm specifically talking about me being a Black woman. I want to protect young family members, neighbors, and friends because the most animosity I remember experiencing was when I was a young child. And it hurt because young children are so impressionable. Young children feed into everything that we tell them. And how can we blame them? I mean, literally, it's just us around each other. So I always suggest we have to protect the youth. We have to protect these young people. And I know I sound like I'm kind of old (laughs) when I'm saying this, but we have to show young people, young children that... They can love who they are, regardless of their skin tone, what they sound like, what they look like, and especially if they're young black children, because I feel like black children bully themselves. They bully themselves first, they get bullied by other people, and then that turns into self-hatred. And it's so sad because these kids have so much to live for. They get bullied. They get teased, they get called all sorts of names. And now with social media being more available than ever, they get bullied online. They get taunted. They get so much hate. And it's by thousands and thousands of strangers. And that's unfair. I'm blessed to have been born and raised in the 90s. That way, half of my life was raised offline. And then when I started to, when I hit my, when I was like 10 or 11 or whatever, that's when I started to get into the internet but nowadays kids they have the ipads the iphones the androids they have all that stuff when they're one like they they get it so fast that it's impossible to shield them so i definitely say to protect the young kids we have to tell them that it's okay to be who they are and to start that message off early i thank god i have a god sister who has a daughter and She tells her about herself in terms of expressing her love, telling her that she's beautiful and practicing those things early because it would have helped me if I had those lessons early. If I was able to love my hair and to love my skin and to love my features, my eyes, my nose, my lips, to love the fact that everybody mostly has body hair, like Getting that early would have helped me with so many insecurities that I had growing up. And I would love to have that be expressed or have other people get on that train. Teach your kids early about self-love. Teach your kids early about who they are. And even if you don't know, take them to a library. Take them to a museum. Show them. Have reading time. Have something. I mean, you got the Google. Google things. You got the YouTube, YouTube some stuff, safe stuff, stuff that you pre-checked first. Don't just get on YouTube and Google slavery and then you don't even know what the heck pops up. So just be careful, pre-screen everything before you show your child stuff, but definitely get that self-love in early. And I say that specifically to black children and black parents and black cousins and black friends that I have, please spread that love. Show your kids, show your nephews, nieces, your cousins, people that are younger than you, people that are the same age as you. Just practice those patterns of love and awareness and reflection because literally it could save us in terms of how we see each other, how we see ourselves, how we see our older generations, how we see our younger generation. Just having that be a thing. Because clearly I'm seeing that it's not practice enough and it's upsetting. How do we recharge? Well, I recharge using self-care. Now, what self-care looks like to me, because I'm a Taurus, 
is the fact that I can go take a nice shower, wash my face, wash my hair, put on some really good body butter, put on some really nice clothes, and just feel good about myself. When I do put on the body butter, I make sure to take notice of everything about my skin, to make sure I take in everything about my body, everything about myself, because I'm doing this self-care because I know that I'm worth it. Now that can look like anything else to you in terms of your self-care, but for me, I start off that way. Music. I love music. If you didn't listen to my previous episode about music, I love music. And I listen to things that make me feel good as a person, as a woman, as a black woman. I need those words of affirmation. I need those rhythms. I need those beats. I need certain artists to give me that inspiration, to give me that energy, to give me that motivation, to continue to be who I am. Music helps me so much. And I like to use that after I've done my self-care process. I usually like to put on some music and to sit in it and to enjoy it and to feel that energy of, yes, I am joy. I am me and I am fearless and I'm confident and I can take on the world. That's what music gives to me. Art. Seeing art. There was so much artwork by wonderful Black creators in the last century that we need to appreciate. There's so much artwork that I would love to have in a house one day, just filled to the brim of beautiful artwork that reflects me, that reflects my culture, that reflects the things that I love, the things that I care for, the things I care about. Art. Seeing art. Understanding art. Viewing art. That stuff helps me to reflect of who I am and what I could do in this world. And to the fact that someone took the time to portray art, whether that's digitally, physically, you sketched, you painted, artwork in terms of posters, murals, books, creative works, like art in general, just creating things. That inspires me. That helps me to keep going, to do my own art, to do my own content creation. That helps me so much as a black woman because I know I'm not alone. I'm out here doing the same things that others are doing. And that it's okay to do it, regardless of what my race or my gender or my ethnicity is. And that helps me to keep going. Clothing. I love to express myself with clothing. And it's even better if it was created by someone who either has an appreciation for black people, black culture, or obviously black people themselves. When I have purchased from black creators, black artists, black anything, black companies. I remember back in the day, I would only buy from FUBU, Platinum FUBU, South Pole. Like back in the day, I was so into repping certain brands and I wanted to represent. To this day, I still think I have a FUBU baseball jersey like somewhere in my house, but I wanted to represent so bad because I wanted to feel proud. I want it to be accepted and I wanted people to know that I'm going to represent your stuff no matter what. And I'm doing that now more so in the year of our Lord 2020 when this gets released that I have purchased from a lot of black creators and I want to support people. I want to be their billboard. Like my cousin Antonio says, I want to be a walking billboard for you. I want people to know your work, to know your brands, to know the people that are creating this stuff, look just like me, think maybe just like me, who would support other people just like me. So of course I'm going to represent. And of course there's jewelry, which I don't wear that much of right now, but if there is jewelry made by black people in general, I would love to support it. I would love to wear it. I would love to do all those things, but jewelry definitely makes people feel powerful and strong and fearless. Just having that something on as simple as a necklace or an anklet or a bracelet, anything like that. Having something in your hair, having something, you know, tons of things on your ears, around your nose, anything like that. Jewelry can make anyone feel powerful. And I think the best way to recharge is vacations. Now, currently, in the year of our Lord 2020, at this time of recording, we can't do a lot of vacationing right now, but vacationing to places that appreciate black culture and appreciate black people those are the places you want to go to i'm not saying specifically what because i haven't been on a vacation in a long time 
But after all of this quarantine kofefe is over, I need a goddamn vacation. So I want to go to places that accept me for who I am and who accept me for who I'm not. Everything. I need that. I need to escape to a place that doesn't make me feel like I'm an alien or something. I need to just find a place in the world where I can be loved and appreciated for everything I am. Oh, and one more thing. Do not be afraid to step and shine in your own unique way of being who you are. There is no wrong way to be you. Please take that into consideration. Because no matter what people could say to you, what they could do to you, you are you. There is no wrong way to be you. You are the best you that ever was, that ever will be, and that ever was created. Step into that. Be you. I can't even tell you how long that took for me to understand and to accept. I never thought that I was enough. I always had to be something or someone else or some type of example of something else. But I am the best me that ever will be. And I hope I can share that same sentiment to you. Please understand, regardless of your ethnicity, whether you're black listening to this or not, you are the best you that ever was, is, and ever will be. So step into that. If you hear that song, it's now time for a boss battle. And yeah, I have a really big boss to deal with. This one is specifically all of the haters I've ever experienced in my entire life. These are the enemies and issues that I've recognized in terms of being black and my blackness being attacked. How did I first confront these enemies? Well, first of all, these enemies are armies. It's an army, a swarm. If you've ever played Kingdom Hearts, these enemies are heartless, man. They're heartless. These enemies I've confronted were from my own family, classmates, and strangers that didn't even know me. And what were they attacking me for? Telling me how I wasn't black enough. Or that I wasn't black at all. And I've had that. Like I said, from my own family. Whether it was jokes being like, oh, Joy's not black. Oh, Joy, you're not black. Oh, you like this stuff. You like this culture. Oh, you're not black. Oh, you don't have big boobs. You don't have big butt, anything like that. Oh, you're not black. Oh, you don't like this. You don't like this food. You don't like this song. You don't like this artist. You don't like this outfit. You don't do your nails. You don't do makeup, blah, blah, blah. You're not black. I've had that said my whole life. Anything I did. I was never black or I wasn't black enough. That was all of the times I've been confronted. I've had that in elementary school, middle school, high school, and parts of college, sort of. But honestly, I think the large brunt of it was middle school and high school. That was the most tumultuous time for me where I was trying to be who I was and I just so happened to not be black enough for anyone. How did I deal with the enemies? Well, in the past, I was upset. Because I had all these people constantly telling me that I wasn't black. Which, last time I checked, I've been black since I was born. So, I had all these people telling me, oh, well, you're not black, you're not black. But I'm like, but look at me, I am. And it doesn't matter what I like, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm black. Like, I have black parents. I have black family members. I am black. So why do people keep telling me I'm not black? And I understood why, because of all my interests and the way that I dressed and looked and sounded. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm still black. So before, I would just be upset. And then what I used to do is make myself be the joke. I would throw out the fact, oh, The way that I sound, or the way that I speak, and the way that I look, and the way that I do things. Oh, I'm not black. So I had that be my defense mechanism. So before, I was just upset, and I didn't understand how to combat that. 
And then later on, I just started to make myself the butt of the joke. To just be like, oh yeah, I know, I'm not black. I know, I know. But now, going forward, I don't want to do that anymore. It's too much. Because it seems more like I'm making fun of myself and not being confident about who I am. I don't want to be the butt of the joke anymore. I am who I am. And if people can't accept me, that's their loss. But no matter what, no matter what you say, no matter what you do to me, I'm always going to be black. And especially for those people who weren't even black in the first place, who were telling me that I wasn't black enough, I had to say this. I will be blacker than you ever dreamed to be. You want to be black so bad that you've commented on me and how I wasn't black enough, but realize I will always be a black woman. No matter what you say, no matter how you try to tear me down, no matter what you can do to me, I'm always going to be black. You can never take away this melanin. You can never take away my crown. You can never do that. Because no matter what you do, what you say, how you try to cut me down with words and try to do all this stuff to me, I'm still black. And I'm blacker than you'll ever be. And that hurts, doesn't it? It feels so sad that you wanted to depict somebody who's not even doing anything to you. It's not like I started off trying to make fun of people for not being black. That was never my goal. That was never anything that I ever strived to do. That was never something that was ever on my mind to do. I'm not going to bully someone for not being black. That's ridiculous. But people had bullied me for not being black enough who weren't even black in the first place. And I'm just like, okay, look. And I've gotten it from black people too. So it's not even that I'm angry or I'm upset just at people who weren't black that were telling me that I wasn't. There were black people that were telling me that I wasn't black enough on a monthly basis. But I used to let their words affect me so hard. And now I just don't. And I don't want to. And if it does, I have to just let it go because I'm still black. It doesn't matter what you say, what you do. I'm still going to be me. And you can't tear off this melon skin for me. You can't take it away. Because I'm always going to be black. And I'll be black until the day I die. Overall, how do I overcome these haters? How do I overcome all of this foolishness that has happened to me over the course of my entire life? I prevail by knowing that I am black, no matter what, and to be confident in myself. It doesn't matter what others may think about who I am. It only matters that I know and love who I am. At the end of the day, I know I'm black, and that is something that people don't even understand. My blackness is beautiful. My black is beautiful. My black is unique. My black is funny, it's crazy. My black is interesting, it's geeky, it's nerdy, it's fun, it's daring, it's explorative, it's hungry, it's definitely driven, it's determined, it could be selfish, and it could be spoiled, and it could be stubborn, but my black is the only black I know how to be, and I love it. I love her. I love being black, and I would never trade it. I know I've said that before, but I will never trade it for anything else in this world. That if I had to be reborn again, best know that I would be black all over again. And to hopefully make my ancestors proud. And I know a lot of people say that, but it's not even just the ancestors, really. It's anyone that could see me as a good example. I want to show others that being black is not just one thing. It could be everything. And that doesn't take away from anyone else's ethnicity. I'm just out here trying to be me, to live my own life. And that's the only thing I can do. And I'm proud that if one day someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, you being authentically you has helped me find my best self or live my best life. I for sure, I know I'm going to cry because it's just like, wow. Doing something that is so natural to me as a black woman helped change your life and I wasn't even trying to be an example I just wanted someone to see that being yourself is enough you don't have to put on a front you don't have to put on airs or be a certain way or wear your makeup and wear your hair a certain way you could just be you and that's truly enough 
being you is truly enough. And I hope that I can bring that to someone one day and hopefully change someone's life. And now we've reached the safe point. Yes, this episode was a bit heavy, but I needed to do it. I needed to have this out here. For those out there, like you, the players that are listening, I really hope it helps you. Because I needed to have something like this when I was growing up. And I really hope that if you can, please share it with others that you think may need it. And it doesn't matter if you're black or not. It's not deemed only for those who are black and are gamers. It's not for that. It's for anybody. Because I'm a person, first and foremost, I'm a human being first, that just so happened to have been conceived by two black people. So I ended up being a black woman. But this is for anybody. And I hope that it helps you. Because like I said, you are enough. And being black has helped me in my entire life. My blackness is a superpower that I have. My blackness is a strength that I had to learn that I had inside myself. I didn't know that it was a strength. I just knew that I was black. But I didn't know what that could do for me. I didn't know what it would do for me in my life. And now that I'm getting older and understanding more and living in this world, being a black woman, that means a lot of things. But it truly has helped me and I hope that it does help you. Now, if anybody out there, any players, has ever experienced any of the things that I've said with their own ethnicity, regardless of if you're black, anything, please let me know. You can definitely hit me up in the comment section, definitely hit me up in on social media, send me a message, send me an email, you know, things like that. I want this to be a thing where we could have a community. We can have a space where we can talk about these things because I didn't have that growing up. I just knew that it was a problem that other people didn't like how my blackness was being portrayed. And I don't want that to be a thing anymore. It's upsetting and it's dumb to argue and to make fun of people for things that they can't control is so stupid. So I want to be able to be one of those people that you can look towards to be like, oh no, Joy doesn't care. Joy's just being black. Joy's just being her own beautiful black self and she's minding her own beautiful black business. Just living the best life that I can. So players, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, exit game.